0: everyone this is Kimberly and this is Katie and you're listening to a date with Dateline tonight's episode is (gasps) is this the eighth or ninth time we've covered this story
1: this is the third installment of the where are the children what happened to the children we found the children series
0: yes but before we get into that yes couple quick things couple things we did a crossover with Our new favorite boys in the world, 90 Day Gays. Yes. A date with 90 Day Gays. It was the best double date I've ever been on.
1: You learned things. Mostly
0: because all the other double dates have always gone terribly wrong.
1: And that makes sense. But this was a learning experience. I feel like they learned things. We learned things. I learned a lot about the 90 Day folks that I didn't know about because they had dirt. Right. As far as a tea spilling session, Mm -hmm. for me, it was excellent.
0: Let's just say they talk as badly as I talk and then Katie edits me out, but they don't edit themselves out.
1: I really wish I was a cartoonist because I would draw what it looked like me editing that episode, which was a lot like Kathy with like the ack and the hair going out because I'm not going to cut it because this is what was said. Um, but normally, yeah. I would totally cut a lot of this stuff. I would totally cut it if it was you and me. And somehow also, when they're talking, when Maddie and Poodle are talking, I don't want to say smack. I want to say in a maybe not positive way about some of the people on 90 Day Fiance, it doesn't come off as vicious as when you and I are saying. They're very
0: likable when they're making fun of people, even their physical appearances. So we love them. Yes. Yes, we do. They're the best and worst of all of us.
1: Yeah, they're really nice guys, too.
0: They're so smart, and they're both really good at reading people. They're a therapist and a life coach, so they, like, really get into what makes Darcy tick.
1: Which is my favorite thing to do is to psychoanalyze because I think I'm a therapist and a life coach. Um, Oh, yeah,
0: I do, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: you do. So it's great. I've been in a
0: lot of therapy, so if that counts.
1: Yeah, it counts. Um, It's a match made in heaven. It was great. Um, I hope they enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: I don't care because I'm going (laughs) to make them do it again with us. So sorry, guys. And my (laughs) mom's now obsessed with them. She's downloaded. She's figured out how to subscribe and she's downloaded and she's listening and she's obsessed with them. That's great. My mom. So the second thing we wanted to say was we're not covering Friday night's episode, which was called A Long Road to Freedom, but it was excellent.
1: But please watch it. We would like to do a and k Recommends. It is eye-opening. It's so good. But I think this might be a case where... If you didn't see that it was a normal host, you might skip it. Um, I wouldn't skip this one. That's all. Don't skip it. Yeah.
0: Craig Melvin is the host. Mm -hmm. I love him. Yeah. But every time I see him and see his name, I think his name is Calvin because my brain takes the Craig and the Melvin.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: So to me, Calvin is
1: amazing. It's Calvin like share. It's one word. Yeah. Okay. Calvin. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: Does he look like a Calvin?
1: He could be. That's not far off. Yeah. I I would buy it. If you told me his name was Calvin, I'd be like, okay.
0: He's on like the Today Show and stuff, but he also hosts Dateline, I think on Oxygen, when they have those like Dateline secret episodes or whatever. He's like the intro person.
1: Dateline Secrets Uncovered?
0: Yes. I think yes. That's what he hosts.
1: Awesome.
0: So highly recommend. Okay. But now let's jump into what happened to JJ and Tylee? Question mark.
1: Well, we sort of also blew our wad by announcing last week what the biggest update was
0: oh everyone knew who didn't know if you don't know you weren't paying attention also if you didn't see this coming you are a way purer heart than i am because sadly
1: think everyone keith
0: was like we knew it was coming but now we know
1: yeah i'm glad Hmm. i don't want to say this uh i'm gonna say it i'm glad it wasn't worse i thought that this might be a situation where we were finding body parts And that's what I was very, very worried about, that the bodies had somehow because of their religious beliefs, it had been like they had decimated the bodies somehow. So we have not heard that information, which makes me happy right now. I'm happy. Yeah, we don't
0: know exactly. We still don't really know what
1: happened. We don't.
0: But we still have the question mark at the end of the episode. So I'm waiting for their next update. I still think there's going to be a period and then an exclamation point that's going to be like finished.
1: The conclusion. We're finished. Yeah.
0: Exclamation point.
1: What happened to the children, exclamation point, or period, colon the conclusion?
0: Sure. Yeah. This aired June 22nd, 2020, season 28, episode 34, hosted by a man covering this case so many times that he might be an infected zombie and we have to protect him from Lori Vallow, Mm. Keith Morrison. He begins by saying the news was grim. Not exactly a surprise. I do feel like that's a little shade to all the people who were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it.
1: Who, how many people was that? That 10 so people? So many
0: people. I think it's part of the human condition to want to believe the, the best possible scenario. But you know what's ha- It's like insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. You had to know. But a lot of people just really, really didn't want to believe it. So yeah. I understand where they're coming from.
1: Is this also a case where they just haven't seen a lot of datelines and they tuned into this dateline because they've seen the case? This is
0: the the people on Twitter that I know. These are our peeps. They're watching all the datelines with us, but they're still so kind people. They want to believe the best. And they were like, oh, I'm really, I can't believe it. And I was like, I had to pretend I was surprised, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. Hmm. I mean, it's horrible don't get me wrong it's you did not...
1: pretend like you were surprised
0: on twitter i pretended a little you did i was like yeah I, I know and then two tweets later i was like yeah i don't were you where have you been were you not paying attention
1: oh i, I mean, couldn't
0: hold it up for very long
1: i think we just knew it but there'd already okay if there had been no other deaths if we had not had the death of chad if we had not oh, and by the way let's not just chad, do charles
0: a... you said chad and chad i wrote didn't die.
1: and i wrote chad Multiple times for Charles, so that's going to be fun in my notes. Anyways, so I think—is there a
0: specific brain tumor that affects people's memories of
1: just names? Would you really be surprised if that happened this year? No. Would anyone be surprised? No. Like as like twenty twenty. What I more want to state is: Can people please make sure that if you don't know the case that we're talking about, you need to listen to the first two episodes. At the very least, uh, the very first one, which is where are the children? What's the first one?
0: Where are the children?
1: Where are the children? What happened to the children is number two.
0: And I guess this third episode would be called How Are the Children?
1: Right. And And then the
0: next one be Why Are the Children? Who, what, where, why, when when are the children? Mm. And then it's revealed that this whole thing is a time traveling series.
1: Oh, or dream within a dream. OK, so I would just recommend that you go and listen to the very to the case in its entirety because we're not going to really explain.
0: Yeah, you don't even have to listen to our version of it. You can listen to Dateline's version of it. So, OK, we get to see one of my favorite moments from last time, which is or from the first time, which is when the reporter is going to Lori and she's in that little sweatsuit skirt thing that says Hawaii on the butt
1: when in Hawaii she's in Kauai, right?
0: And he says, Where are the children? People around the world are praying for your children. And she says, That's great.
1: She's a. We get to see some more video of Lori in this. And I am, man. So she's something.
0: We get a, our main new interview this mm-hmm. week is a confidant that shared their combustible beliefs per Keith. Oy. Their friend, Melanie Gibb. She sits down with Keith.
1: I have questions, Melanie.
0: We have so many questions. Yeah. Her demeanor threw off a lot of people. Yeah. No tears. Pretty lighthearted. Smiling.
1: Yeah. Here's the problem that I have. Nonchalant,
0: with the, I would say.
1: A lot of these interviews that we've had with outside people, they seem to either not be understanding the gravitas of the matter. <laughs> At all, or like what's happening? Yeah. Or they're still in the cult, and this is all a big like ploy ruse. This is part of the plan. It's like that's part of their instructions is to go and speak with media. That's like what she's being trained to do. Do you know what I'm saying? I think
0: yes. No, you also thought that that husband of the other Melanie, the niece. There's two melanies Yeah. The niece from last time was also still wired for the FBI. A double crosser. A double, double crosser. I do. Is it possible they are so nonchalant? So je ne sais quoi. Yeah. That's not the right word. They can't Laisse be. Laissez faire.
1: Just keep going. <laughs> it's good.
0: I think I hit the right one. Laissez faire. Yeah. Because they have such profound way laughing laissez
1: faire. It does. I think that's right. I think laissez faire is like an actual term for like the French economics.
0: Um, absolutely not. I'm laissez faire.
1: Yes, it is. I'm right. Laissez faire economics. It's a French term that translates as leave alone. That is, the less government involved in the economy, the better off business will be.
0: Yeah, that's what that term means because in leave alone, because it means you're just like
1: letting it go. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Boy, do I'm smart. Do you see smart, that I'm right though. or are you
0: making that up? I do.
1: You are right, but I'm smart because I immediately put it with laissez-faire economics. So that makes me think that I'm smarter than I think I am. I like that. But I didn't know exactly what it meant. So maybe maybe <laughs> we'll give that a 4 out of 10. Okay. But well, you get a 10.
0: So, but I'm wondering if part of them being like, hmm, whatever, just, is they have this true belief in what happens afterwards. So what happens here is not as important and what these people are doing or did is not all that bad because like they're all going to be together afterwards. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes very religious people, they just seem to like have this peace about them and I'm like, wow, you're not scared of death or anything. You're just like, God has me. God will protect me. I envy that.
1: Is it also possible that they are just very subdued because they don't, they've never been on camera? And so they're... it's possible this is just
0: how people in Idaho
1: are. She wasn't in Idaho, was she? Yeah.
0: No, you're... she was in um, she was... Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I think she was a Phoenix friend.
0: Yeah, maybe Yeah,
1: she... She, she was definitely Phoenix. a Phoenix friend. So I don't I think that it might just be camera shy. And you're sitting there with Keith Morrison, who's a little bit famous or a lot bit famous, depending on your circle of friends.
0: And. Feel like these people don't watch Dateline, but I could be totally wrong.
1: She's also maybe super embarrassed. And so it's just coming off. As she should be. As so, she should be. Yeah. Okay. Girl. So
0: she met Lori at an LDS meeting. They both shared this enthusiasm for learning and the second coming and end times theology. She met the children. She said uh, "Tylie was a spitfire. JJ had autism, very sweet, loved his service dog. They don't bring up the service dog in this one, thank God.
1: But we do get a lot more information about the kids through this one, like how they were. And I appreciate that because it, it makes a difference. Yeah, so you get
0: to know them more. Like Tylee loved Disney. That's Right. You, it helps to know things about them. So we do briefly see Colby, the older brother. Yes. In his last interview with Keith. And just the fact that he's alive shows you what the real motivation here was. I feel like there's no way she didn't think he wasn't a zombie. Like, he married this other woman and stole her son away. Like, she probably thought that other woman was zombie too. But she didn't care because they weren't in her way. They weren't interfering in Lori's happiness because he was already out of the house. Good point. And maybe he didn't have life insurance. Yeah. So, JJ was a lot of work and Tylee didn't have a great relationship with her mom. She was going through like a terrible teenager phase.
1: That's new information. We didn't know that before. We'd never heard that she didn't get along with her mom.
0: Well, again, most of this is coming from Melanie, who got most of this from Lori. So she just said Tylee hid in her room a lot.
1: And then would pop her head out. and And then says that they had a tumultuous relationship. I was like, oh, she'd pop her head out to yell at her mom. I know what that teenager is. But I find it weird that we're getting this information from Melanie, from the friend. But we don't get it from the Hawaii friend blanking on her name.
0: Well, she, April, said that when they came, that Tylee was asleep the whole time. And remember, we thought she was drugged.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So we don't know what was going on with Tylee when she was in Hawaii. I had okay, forgotten we're that. jumping around a lot. I really hope that you guys have listened to these first two episodes. That's why
1: I did the precursor.
0: Also, April and Melanie kind of look alike. And there's two Melanies.
1: Oh, good Lord.
0: It's a lot. Okay. Um and a Chad and a Charles, so I no no one. I'm not blaming you. They put that <laughs> map on Twitter again. It's very helpful. It's like a it's like yeah, a family tree. I need that. So Lori went to this conference in Utah with Melanie, mm-hmm. and Melanie's the one who introduced her to the electrifying electric whatever. Yeah, there we go. Leader Chad Daybell,
1: Jesus Christ superstar. Jesus Christ superstar. <laughs> He
0: had visions of the second coming. He told them he could see the past, the future, and the spirit world. You know what he couldn't see, though? The present. What was right in front of his eyes. And I was standing there the whole time, Chad. Standing there right in front of you. And you didn't see me. You never saw me, Chad. So this part was hilarious. Melanie said that Lori was attracted to Chad on a spiritual level.
1: Yeah, I never heard that before.
0: Kind of laughs, laughs and says, "I mean, he's not exactly the guy you would you would suspect her dating. Like you would normally see them together. Picture them together. He basically calls Chad fat and ugly. Like, let's get real. That's what he's doing. So he was married to Tammy. They had five kids. Lori is married to Charles Vallow, and Melanie said that he was an easygoing guy. He was a great dad to JJ." reminder jj is their adopted son but it's a whole
1: thing but did he did he adopt jj as, as they both his, did they both did okay okay so jj it was on
0: his side of the family that's JJ right. jj was from his side of
1: jj the came into the picture when charles came into the picture i understand all right sorry uh
0: no after she was already married to charles jj needed a home
1: got it i'm on it
0: so Lori was upset a lot even though they seemed to have this happy marriage and melanie didn't know why she would say like What's going on, girlfriend? It's the whole zombie thing. Like I'll I'll explain it later. So Melanie was kind of in the dark about what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Then one day they have a spiritual conference that uh, I can't remember which one. It was at one of their ladies' houses, and
1: no, it was at Lori's house. Lori had a spiritual conference in Phoenix, and she gets a special guest visitor who decides to do a spend the night.
0: Chad drives for 13 hours to go all the way from Utah.
1: He was in Utah at the time. That's where they met. And he was still, he was stationed there, living there. I don't know, going to that church in Utah.
0: So I'm wondering if this trip, did he wear a diaper like that crazy astronaut lady? Oh, Is why? there a dateline on that? Ast- did he take breaks or was this like a 30, 13 hour nonstop?
1: No, I think they did made he it. He into a no sparkless bottle no like a stadium pal no i think they had i think what they were thinking they made it sound like that a little on the dateline but i don't think that was the intention i think the intention was that just that he had driven and i think it was 18 hours that he had driven like really really far to go to this like spend the night church meeting but it wasn't you know what i'm saying it would be like driving that far for a bible study Mm-hmm. I don't think it was, he was like also a...
0: getting to be like the host. So it'd be like,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: Honored at the, but he became the host.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: Be like a book study. And then you had like a special celebrated author that came to speak.
1: Oh yeah. There. Oh, okay. It was like that. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, of course. Cause he's probably the only big time author that was there and he'd written. He's the
0: only one that could see the past, present and um no not present the third thing was the past and the Sorry, future the past the future and that other thing yeah mm-hmm. spiritual beings or whatever so
1: there were a lot of things <laughs>
0: that night in their pjs i don't know what did they wear pjs did they yes. make s'mores
1: <laughs> no s- no s'mores cheese plate charcuterie oh. okay.
0: okay so this is not the slumber party i had pictured did they play light as a feather stiff as a board
1: no i well, they played stiff as a board. But oh, it was a di- Oh, Katie. but it was a different game. So. That was an adult game.
0: <laughs> he I don't know why you're making it so dirty. They he spoke to all of these people, but and then spent the
1: night. They didn't all spend the night. He had a private he had spend the night. all that way.
0: No pun intended.
1: So they would not um <laughs> not, they would not like spring for, for a him. hotel room you can't something. stay at the hampton inn and suites like they can't spring for that
0: maybe she had an extra bedroom or a cot or something where was charles
1: where were the kids again where are the children Where were the
0: children okay so no
1: charles was away oh, they charles said he was away. away charles was not there i don't think
0: so he tells them the deeper secrets of the universe And they were, I think, enthralled by him and everything that all this wisdom that he possessed. And Melanie also tells Keith that he was very respectful to women, which with everything we know about Chad now, yeah, that that checks out. So
1: what does that mean? Why would she say that? Because was he like helping clean up in the kitchen or was he like what? No,
0: I think it's more the fact that he thought that traditionally women are not as take the back seat in most religions
1: right or not the prophet i see and
0: he thought laurie had a very important role to play in the second coming a role that would usually be given to a man
1: yes sorry what did he say that he he what are the deep secrets of the universe did she tell us at that point
0: yeah keith does not delve uh, and i would have been like i'm mad but it's keith i feel like he knows them all i feel like all of the secrets of the universe are hidden inside his, his
1: hair. But he needs to remember that, yes, we need to, he needs to remember that we don't know them. And that no, we really want to know what the deep secrets of the universe are. Because they, everything coming out of her mouth that he is spewing sounds bananas. Yeah. So, like,
0: But Keith is what? like, I know all the secrets of all religions. Right. But I, these mere mortals that watch Dateline, I should inform them. Yeah. So, they, Melanie has this podcast which I didn't know she was the one who had the podcast. We've heard about the podcast before.
1: It's called Prepping a People. Was that the podcast they were talking about? I thought she, I assumed she had a different podcast. No, she's the pod, she has- She is prepping the people?
0: She's prepping the people and Melanie or Chad and Lori were both on her podcast, which is, Melanie can act all innocent now. Like she's seen the light and she is like totally, she was in deep on this. She was prepping a people. So, you know, she's not all innocent. So she taught they show a clip of the podcast and she's talking about how the Lord will burn the earth with glory, not fire.
1: Lori saying that.
0: I thought it was Melanie saying
1: that. It was Lori saying it. It was Lori was because they said Lori was sometimes a guest, and they played a clip of Lori, and then they say Chad was also a guest gotcha. and he and then they showed him speaking. So it was Lori spewing that crazy crap.
0: No, Katie, if Adele can set fire to the rain, then God can set the earth on fire with glory. That checks out. That makes perfect sense. to me. He's God. He can manipulate the elements so he can take glory, which is just a
1: an abstract ideal,
0: an abstract idea and make it a flame.
1: Lady Gaga is rolling over in her penthouse.
0: <laughs> She's on the edge. Oh, so Melanie saw that Lori and Chad seemed to be falling in love, to which she said what any good friend would say, which is him. <laughs> and then she said... Isn't he married? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you married? Have you have seen him? You sure? Okay. She also said, why don't you get a divorce? Lori said, we can't get a divorce because... We are exalted beings and got a, and apparently I got a little more info on Twitter from the Dateline producer. God told Chad specifically that if they got divorced, they would lose their exaltations.
1: That's not how that works, man. It's
0: like being a going from first class to coach. Yeah. And they are hooked on those warm cookies and extra leg room. Got it. So they don't want to fall that far. Stop. You get, Better to murder someone.
1: Yeah, probably. You get warm cookies in first class?
0: You get lots of stuff in first class. You get
1: warm cookies? Like they heat... What do you mean warm? Like they have an Otis Spunkmeyer oven and they're cooking them there?
0: I don't know. They're, everything is magical in first class. Glasses of champagne.
1: But not like a... They don't hand you a piping hot cookie.
0: They hand you warm towels sometimes. Like to wipe down your...
1: Yeah, I don't know. The warm towel always makes me think that you're just going to immediately have to go to the bathroom. But that's just like, I think that's left over from that dipping someone's that's hand a in water. Thing. I know, but that's always what the warm towel makes me think of. So
0: they each had led previous lives. He had led 31 and she had led 21. But as Melanie points out to Keith, only mm-hmm. five were on this planet. Okay. Because even celestial beings don't want to be here for that long, I guess. Uh, Keith is laughing at this part and Melanie is laughing too. And I was like, why are you laughing, sweetie? You just stopped believing in this like a month ago.
1: Yeah, because what was the quote? Get off your high horse, okay? Did Keith ask her, did he say, now Melanie, how many lives have you lived?
0: Did he ask her
1: that? Because that's No, the because
0: she's not an exalted being. So I don't know if she's gotten to live all these other lives.
1: You don't think she was an exalted being? I'm pretty sure she was. She just wasn't as high up as them.
0: Only Lori and Chad were. That's why they were chosen to lead the 144,000.
1: There's no like semi-exalted being. There's more, not like an... It's
0: like a business class.
1: Right. Where's the business class, folk? I don't
0: that's know. That's Melanie.
1: And that's the brother, Alex.
0: They fall somewhere in between.
1: And the one woman who can... Who's a witch.
0: I Zulema, I think she's not a witch. She's a cuddle massage therapist who
1: has powers,
0: who can control the elements, much like God and glory and his burning of glory is Zulema God.
1: So who is the keeper of the telestial fire? (laughs) Because they brought that up. No, I don't know. Is that part of
0: celestial? That's not celestial.
1: It's telestial. What's that? So uh, that's what I was asking you, because Chad talks about it as part of God's burning glory. That's what I call gonorrhea. Um, (laughs) We didn't start the telestial fire. I don't understand. Uh,
0: The real kicker for Keith, though, of all of this is that of all the lives that they've led is that in some of the previous lives, Lori had been Chad's wife. They had been betrothed multiple times. They're like star-crossed lovers.
1: Oh, okay. And fair Verona. I see. Okay. So
0: he, Chad tells Lori, it, apparently seven of the times they were had previous lives, their beings were together. And Lori, she likes really romantic and hot, per Melanie. Melanie's like, oh, she loved hearing that. So, so great.
1: This is real.
0: It's real. Yeah. So.
1: I found Telestial. Okay the celestial kingdom is the lowest of the three degrees of glory
0: that's okay
1: so that's just getting more confusing it is believed by lds church members to correspond to the glory of the stars mentioned by the apostle paul in 1 corinthians there are no known uses of the uses of the word celestial prior, prior to its use by joseph smith so celestial is very specific to yes. but the celestial Fire is like eternal fire. It's a it's a low level fire of glorious fire. I don't think we're meant to understand it because we're not exalted beings. I'm
0: thinking like, okay, you are Carrie strug and you broke your ankle and you still manage to do those flips and you win the gold medal for the United States of America. That would be like the highest level of glory. And the lowest level of glory is like you got second place in your elementary school spelling bee.
1: That means that you are telestial.
0: Okay. Can you spell that? Can you put it in a sentence?
1: T-E-E. She did great. She's just a little telestial.
0: (laughs) It's like pedestrian. It's like a little. And actually, I take that back. If you, if you play second in your elementary school spelling bee, you are miles ahead of me. So, congratulations.
1: Okay, this is going to clear it all up. Three levels of heaven. This is LDS. According to this vision, all people will be resurrected and at the final judgment will be assigned to one of three degrees of glory.
0: Oh. Ready? So, it is like a class system.
1: Celestial... Oh. terrestrial and telestial.
0: Well, terrestrial means like Earth.
1: So celestial heavens, terrestrial Earth and telestial. It's like Dante's Inferno combining the two. It's combining heaven and Earth. Mm-hmm. It's combined celestial and terrestrial. So he's not making up words. He's just pushing words together and being like, you're welcome. Mm hmm. The degrees of glory. We've solved the puzzle. I'm still really confused. And also, I feel like telestial fire is a dig then, because telestial fire is the lowest level of fire. So I don't know why he was talking about it.
0: Well, who? what was the context? I don't
1: remember. I wrote down, what is telestial fire?
0: Was he said, oh, you know, your brother Alex... I think He's it was so celestial.
1: No, no. I think that he it was something that he said in the podcast. I think it was a quote from him when they were doing the podcast thing. She okay. talks about glory. And then when he comes on and they do his quote, he talks about celestial fire. So that's okay. but this is deep LDS stuff, like very complicated. OK,
0: no, this is like like Tolkien creates like a whole world with layers.
1: This is the Silmarillion. That's what we're in. That's the Tolkien, like, handbook, the guidebook that's, like, 800 pages long that I tried to read in seventh grade because the cool kid was reading it. And I was like, I might be cool, but I'd never read any Tolkien. Stupid. That
0: explains a lot. It should. So, in 2018,
1: a heat was forming, forbidden, cursed, and Was it a some, fire? Deadly. <laughs> it's a fire in his telestial loins? Okay, go ahead.
0: So... Chad had told Laurie and Melanie that in his previous lives, he had been real busy. He had been Martin Luther. He had been Methuselah, who is the oldest figure in the Bible, which I have questions about.
1: Yeah, I have questions. Because
0: if both he and Lori were leading all of these previous lives, wouldn't him being one of, having one of those lives being a thousand years old Mess up the timeline of him and Lori romantically lining up in their lives together, also that's question one, question two also he lived like ten more lives than Lori did, but one of them was like a thousand years old. The math isn't checking out for me, kids. I have questions
1: yeah I'm sorry also, he said I looked he looked
0: up methuselah
1: did he I'm looking at Methuselah right now. He said he was Methuselah, yeah. In one of his previous lives.
0: Methuselah Me- lived to be almost a thousand years
1: Yeah, 969 years.
0: I had to look it up. Just want to, I want to be totally clear with you guys, transparent here.
1: That you did not know who Methuselah that was. That I,
0: I had heard it, but I did not know.
1: Can I ask you a question? Oh, I see a picture of Anthony Hopkins. He must have played Methuselah. <laughs> um, what, uh, did you think Methuselah, Methuselah was a witch?
0: It sounds a bit like Medusa.
1: Uh-huh. So did you think it was a Greek god?
0: No, because they said the Bible.
1: But when I heard Methuselah, I thought Greek God. And I was like, like a Greek God? (laughs) Then I got real confused. So, all right.
0: So regardless, Chad and Lori are the chosen ones. They are leading the 144,000 into the end times to the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to find people, find these 144,000 to fulfill this calling. And some of these people were... Alex, Lori's brother,
2: uh-huh.
0: her niece, Melanie, that we had the interview with last time, different from this Melanie uh-huh. and Zulema, the cuddle massage person. So this is where I would have stepped out if I were Mel, this new Melanie. I'm going to just call her Mel. If I'm like seeing the fellow people that are invited to this party and I'm like, and I'm invited to this party and like Alex is invited, I'd be like, Alex, really? Really? Like, is he just here because he's your brother or is he really one of the 144,000? Like, it's like when Peggy Hill thinks she's a genius and she goes to this genius association and she sees that dummy Jimmy Witchard there and she's like, he's here? Now I don't feel so smart because the whole thing's a scam.
1: That's right. I don't know. I'd I- be like,
0: this is a club I'm not sure I want to be a part of.
1: Also, are are no? Is there a reason that no children are in the club? That it's only like middle aged folks. For sure. But all right, I need some. It's an interesting question. Okay, I need to Keith to ask Melanie that. Mel.
0: Melanie says that Lori was like Velcro. She drew you in, and also, if your hair got stuck in her, then it would rip on its way out. <laughs> it's very painful. The prophecies showed that there were earthquakes and invasions that were going to happen. What about Corona, Melody? Did Chaz mention little baby Corona? Plague.
1: plague? Plague.
0: Did he mention the tell-all of 90 Day Fiance being so disappointing? I'm pretty There have sh- been multiple things this year that I want to know if were foretold.
1: I feel like that he can make anything fit, right? You can make anything fit because an extremely religious family member that I mm-hmm. have, decided it was important to send around notification that we were indeed living in Revelation. <laughs> so I I already knew it. I didn't tell you because I wanted you to be surprised when it happened.
0: I knew it when the murder hornets came. That's yeah. when I really had, I we was all like, yep, should have known. That's, yeah, we all should have known.
1: But I think that it's one of those things that anything fits. It's kind of a very convenient yes. being a prophet.
0: Also, you're able to change your mind a lot as a prophet. So the dates kept changing Yep. as they usually do. Yeah. Prophecies tend to say that there was a mistranslation of the text. Um, In this case, Chad would probably say he had earwax in his ears and he misheard God and got the date wrong. But right now, as it stands, it's July 22nd, which is coming up in about a month.
1: Literally one month from today.
0: Yes. Well, as we're recording this. Yes. So it will be in Rexburg, Idaho. Totally makes sense. That's what the founders of that town intended. Yeah. And most people would be living in camps. I think because of the... I don't know if they're hike Is it like because most of the buildings will be demolished by the destruction? Or is it because they wanted to have like an ancient Egypt feel to it? So they're all going to be living in tents?
1: Are they... They're talking about... Living in tents waiting for July 22nd, right?
0: I couldn't tell if they meant before or after.
1: I assumed before. I still don't
0: know what after happens. We still don't really know.
1: Telestial fire. Why do I have to keep explaining it? (laughs) I still don't get it. And fire equals glory. (laughs) So I don't know why you How more clear do you have to be? It's frustrating.
0: I I understand. Trust me, I'm frustrated with myself for not getting it. So... (laughs) The key here is that most people, Melanie says, would be living in these tents camping out.
1: There's an important distinction.
0: Lori (laughs) told her that they didn't like to camp, so they would be in the house like Shelly Long in Troop Beverly Hills.
1: What in the world? I'm
0: coming, girls, and I've got the fondue.
1: Oh, God, I want to watch that movie again.
0: I've watched it like 3,000 times.
1: Did you watch it recently? I would like, I'm going to watch I it I think again. I just
0: watched it last year, but like I own it like on several different formats.
1: Yeah, I need to, I'm writing that down. That's going in the notes. Troop Beverly Hills. That is the most, that's when I would have been out. I would have been like, really? We all have to wait for the 22nd, like being smelled. Are you going to let us use the shower? Do we get to use your toilet? Like, and no. And then Lori
0: would probably be like, no, I'm going to get a um one of those Porta potties and put it outside. You guys can use that. Like it's for the, like the workers, you know. Like, isn't there some sort of biblical or thing like about vanity or something? Like, yeah, there's a few. You know, Mother Teresa was in rags with the people.
1: Yeah, there's a few. There's also a commandment about it, like putting other gods, like because they're considering themselves like lower, lower case gods, right? So it's about like worshiping false idols. There's some mm-hmm. big stuff about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Melanie has some answering to do. So Lori convinced everyone. This this part, my thing skipped a little. She had to do like a mental evaluation because she was going through custody stuff. I got with Charles. it.
1: Yes. So what happened is, so first of all, before any of this, did you see the temple thing where they went to the temple where Lori and Chad went to the Mormon temple? No. Okay. So Lori and Chad went to the 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 highest temple, whatever it is. The you know the big white building where you have to you can only do you know about the Mormon temple? No. Like you have to be a virgin to get married in it. You have to be, and you have to wear white when you go in. You can't wear anything else. Um you also have to be covered in certain ways. Like there's certain modesty rules that are way stricter than anywhere else. There's a bunch of rules about the I thought it was I know called,
0: about the underclothes they have to wear. Right. Because
1: I know that because of Jody Arias. Okay, so there's many things about we could do a thing on the temple, but they went to the temple and had a secret like bonding ceremony to each other. They basically got married without the law, while she's still married and while he's still married, they went and like bound them their souls together in romantic. Mel was talking about how it's not only like completely against their religion, that it's actually like com- very blasphemous what they did and to do it in the holiest of holy places. Gotcha. Like under the guise of this is what but God wants. still
0: okay at this point, Melanie. Is she terrified for her life because of the fire?
1: Okay. I don't know. I don't
0: want to give her that much credit.
1: Do you also just, do you want to all just think that she got, like, it's like people in the cult where, like, people that went to Jonestown, a lot of those interviews and stuff, you, these people just got caught up and they didn't, like, know when to cut bait. So it's kind of like, I mean... It's like
0: the people in 90 Day Fiance. Sometimes you just got to admit that you're in too deep and you made a mistake. It's
1: just stubborn. Like, I don't know what this is. This is something weirder than that. But still, there's an emotional attachment that's not right. So anyways, okay. So besides the temple, then Lori comes home and tells Charles that he is the zombie. Remember the zombie Nick Schneider? Is this his name? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's the zombie Nick Schneider. I remember him well. <laughs> My mom that calls. That summer me. we spent together on Nantucket.
1: My mom calls from the other room. Who that? Who's that? And I was like, Nick Schneider is the name of the zombie. And she's like, what?
0: I have to say the people on Twitter that were have are just watching this episode. You could tell the ones that had no idea, like had not seen any of the previous ones. They were just utter the whole time. Wait, that husband died. And the people in the comments like, just wait, just wait, Shannon. It gets worse.
1: Just wait for Nick Schneider to come. The demon, the demon with a fully fleshed out name. It's the weirdest thing. Um. Bartholomew Lemons he's the demon so anyways lori tells charles that he has the zombie he's a zombie i've been told that you're going to die either you're going to get killed or i'm going to have to, or i'm going to be the one to kill you that's what she tells him so he at least
0: she's honest
1: i you wish know? you had seen this part cuz they have him on body cam He goes to the police station and they have like him talking about it. And he's like, there's something not right. I need her brought in for a mental evaluation. Like, I'm in fear for my life. I'm in fear for my children's safety, blah, blah, blah. Then they show her going to the police station. They've got her on camera at the police station with guess who? Guess who she brings to the police station?
0: Mel C. I don't know her last name.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) yes. There's always Mel B or Mel C. Friendly Spice. Friendly Spice is with her at the police station and mel says that they spend like a, like an hour there and she just she's not allowed to go in so she doesn't know exactly what they ask but no problem she's deemed totally normal they let her go everything's fine and that's when she gets on the plane and goes back to hawaii with
0: yes this is where my TV cut back on again. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's... So, oh, you missed some good stuff. That's a bummer.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I was I was watching on this early feed to get the New York feed so we could record this early. Yeah. Because we're recording so late for a Wednesday episode because it's a Monday night episode. You guys, Dateline just threw some curveballs at us and we just...
1: We roll with the punches. We
0: roll with the punches. You know why? Because... We're on this terrestrial level, and that's all you do.
1: Through the fire and the flames, y'all. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you just get on your Yoshi, and you just start hopping. Yoshi, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Charles filed for divorce and takes JJ. But it, once again, this is at its... What's interesting about the part that I missed is that's why I know I saw people on Twitter were mad about the police. Like... Mm as so many of these cases that we see where we get so frustrated with local police not doing something, Mm -hmm. uh, they so failed, like, at every step, it seems like. What do you mean? Well, they failed here. She, they let her go. They failed when they went to go check on the children and then they skipped town the next day because they had to wait for their search warrant or what. I mean, not failed, but, like, they had, or the people around them failed. Let's just say, like, Melanie failed or the people in, lori's circle her family like her sister and her mom are still like defending her these i don't just mean the police like all these people that could have done something earlier like they all knew something was wrong
1: but i'm gonna be honest i feel like the police were not the people to handle these threats i feel like if he if charles really thought that she was having a break with reality the police were not the people he needed to call
0: but she had threatened him
1: yeah so there's that. So maybe they could keep her in lockdown, but she needed to be evaluated not by a policeman, but by doctors.
0: Well, isn't that how they would do a mental evaluation? It's not a, a policeman's not trained to do that. Right. Wouldn't they have a doctor to do it that? No, though?
1: I think that they just talked to the police cuz she had g- legitimately threatened her husband. Like I'm going to have to kill you.
0: But it said she passed the mental evaluation. And is a mm,
1: he, they they thought she was okay. Yeah. But they're not As qualified. Mel-
0: Mel G. points out, because it's Gibbs, her last name. Mel G. points out that she was good at fooling everybody.
1: Sorry, did you hear that? What's that noise? That giant sonic boom. The celestial fire from above, because we keep talking about this. It's fine. It needs to stop happening, though. Okay, go ahead. I still hear it. Yeah, that was that's, a, that's all the car alarms. It set off like 20 car alarms. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry going on by your apartment i don't i'm not sure i don't leave this apartment because of things like that <laughs> reporting to you live Rexburg, idaho
0: <laughs> okay so charles files for divorce and takes jj Lori takes tiley with her and they go back to hawaii to visit their friend april should we refer to her as hot mom
1: so he did. Yes. With hot mom. So he did file for divorce, though, before she left.
0: They did reconcile. I will get to that. But he did start to file. Yeah. OK. All right. April looks great on In this interview. We don't get a lot of her, but she looks great every time. I love I'm a fan of April. April gets invited to be one of the 40, 144,000 and says, no, thank you. Hard pass. Yeah. So I respect her for that.
1: I also hope that Melanie did not come on I wonder why Melanie came on because this doesn't make her look great. And I'm kind of like, I wonder if people saw the response to April and was like, oh, it's fine. But it's like, well, you're not doing the same thing because you were a little more actively aware of what was happening here. You were
0: like that SNL skit, complicit. (laughs) There you go. So (laughs) Lori, yeah, you're totally right. She's like, no, you guys, it's going to be fine april got out fine april had nothing to do with this
1: nothing april did the what you should do and be like no thanks yeah
0: april yeah no you were there for all this okay so Lori on this trip to hawaii had a bunch of cell phones and they would all ring at various times and tiley said mom you look like a drug dealer which i thought was very funny Mm -hmm. made me like her and that makes me even more sad yeah um Lori had lists of categories that people belonged in, which I was dying to see these categories. Like, yeah. are they numbered? Are they lettered? Like, is it like, he's a total R7. She's a repressed Pygmalion.
1: Like, oh. weird
0: categories like that. Like, they just word machinations. Yeah. <laughs> that are, Could be. She's, yeah. Pygmalion. She's <laughs> mannequin spuds. <laughs> I just, like looking at things around my apartment and just like Good. picking
1: spuds guys spuds sense.
0: i don't know i thought of like that spuds mckenzie dog i don't know why i thought of it
1: wow that haven't thought about him in a long time a long That's been...
0: we used to have a figure of him why i don't know like a porcelain not porcelain but like ceramic like. why i don't i do not know
1: who in your house liked bud light or whatever he represented
0: no one i think we just like dogs
1: is Spud McKenzie worth money? Spud McKenzie stuff, is that worth money now? Like the Noid?
0: I hope not, because that will make me sad.
1: Sorry, is it gone now?
0: Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Darn oh, it's it. so gone. So she, it's on the different plane.
1: <laughs> it's on the celestial plane. Yes, it, it ascended
0: like several decades ago. Understood. So she would talk about celebrities' darknesses and lightnesses. Mm-hmm. And this is my new favorite game, I will be playing when I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. You know Big Ed has dark energy. Oh, yeah. I will be watching all of my favorite shows. I'll be like, you know, Bobby Hill has a real light spirit about him. I'm going to start saying things like that. Is
1: this not the first time you've heard that? Because I have been told multiple times by a younger generation things about myself. They're all way into that, by the way. My like, so my... My cousin's daughter, whoever that is to me, second niece, niece-in-law, we don't know. I liked something at my cousin's house and I was like, oh, that's interesting because it was like this sort of old spooky looking chandelier thing. And she was like, oh, you're dark-sighted, aren't you? Oh, my God. I i can tell you're dark-sighted. And I was like... Is
0: that not an insult?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they have a very different way of looking at things now, the youngins. I don't know, but that seems to be a very common thing that, like, you're a dark spirit or a light spirit. Interesting. Um, Should I have taken offense? I did not take offense because I, I would, just, even though Why? I'm
0: totally dark spirited Yeah, come on. No, I'm just mean spirited.
1: there's a difference. Don't get it, Don't get it twisted. All right, good.
0: <laughs> so, according to Lori, the darkest spirited person on the planet. Was. Who? Oprah. So, Lori Vallo! <laughs> First of all, is that racist? Is that, is there an implication there?
1: I started laughing so loud when they we said know Oprah. Oprah's
0: the devil because she gave us Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and she tried to trick us into reading for her book club. It's wrong. She's the devil. Coincidentally, the person with the lightest energy is Gail King. That's why they're friends. <laughs> Opposites attract. Stedman falls right in the middle. He has neutral spirit energy. Is
1: she saying that because she's a powerhouse?
0: It does seem like a little George Soros, like, liberal conspiracy. A little sort bit. Of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. It does.
0: Now that you're saying that, yes. She's she like the theory that, like, Hollywood elite own us all and run everything. Illuminati, Pizzagate. Gate. Beyonce. So Melanie at this point says she started to doubt.
1: Better late than never, Melanie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Mel, like it was Oprah that got you. It was, she was like, don't come for Oprah. I hope it was. You can talk about anybody else, but don't talk about Oprah.
1: I hope it was that. I hope it was just Oprah. She was like. She went
0: to a taping once. Yeah. And she, she missed the, you get a car episode by one episode. You know how much that had to suck if you got if you were in the taping that season but you didn't get a car. Can you um, imagine? But they those people I believe were specially chosen because they had like written letters. They were in deep need of cars. Yeah. No, I think Melanie's a super Oprah fan for
1: okay. sure. Yeah.
0: So she goes to Alex, Lori's brother, and says, "Zombies, really?" And Alex <laughs> says, "Yes, one hundred percent. I believe it." Okay. Then Melanie says something very interesting to Keith. She says, Lori told Melanie, listen, if Chad's a Satan, he's a good one. Like she was even having doubts herself that he might be like mis like a sheep's a wolf in sheep's clothing misleading her, but he was so good at it. Ugh. But she still thinks he's at some, like, a being of some sort. She's not saying if he's a scam artist, he's really good at it. She's saying if he's a Satan, he's really good at it. So she still thinks he is something Mm. special. It's just, it's all, she seemed to, I don't know.
1: It's just whatever suited her. It doesn't, like, that's why it's not real. Because all of this is, like, twisted to whatever is, like, the best case scenario.
0: So... Things are getting stressful. Speaking of, are you stressed because you're still not sure if you're one of the 144,000? Are you frustrated because you're stuck on the waiting list and no one is dropping out? I am. BetterHelp is the answer. BetterHelp offers therapy with a licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your own home. It is a way to conveniently connect in an online environment. In the past, it's taken me weeks or even months to find a therapist and get an appointment, but July 22nd is a month away. We need help now. Get on it. BetterHelp can get you communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. BetterHelp is available worldwide with counselors that are specialized in all kinds of issues like depression, stress, relationship trauma, sleeping problems, grief, Everyone you know is turning into a zombie and you're in total self-denial that it's actually you that's the problem.
1: Mick Schneider won't stop calling.
0: (laughs) You blocked his calls. He just calls you again from a different number, like those telemarketers. BetterHelp is easy. It's totally confidential. It's affordable. What are you waiting for? Literally, clock is ticking. What are you waiting for? Yeah. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash dateline. Join over 800,000 people, which is more than 144,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. You won't regret it.
1: Check it out. What have you got to lose?
0: Nothing, literally. Problems. That's what you could lose.
1: A little bit of your glory. (laughs) You'll gain glory. Get the glorious results you deserve.
0: Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphe.
1: Oh, my God. They're building something evil, and I don't know what it is.
0: This is Stranger Things Season 3 right now at your apartment. It's that episode that we did of a double date with Dateline where they were living next to a very secret power plant facility. I know. And they were all getting all messed up because of it.
1: You better be nice to me. I might not make it. No,
0: you might develop mutant powers.
1: Or that. So you, again, better be nice to me because Mm -hmm. I could use them for good. Or. Or. or...
0: Telestial. Celestial.
1: Or. Telestial fire. Yeah. (laughs) All right.
0: Can BetterHelp help you with sonic booms outside of your apartment? That's my question. They can
1: help me manage the stress that comes with it. Yeah. There we go. Full
0: circle. Thank you, BetterHelp. Thanks, BetterHelp. So Lori and Tylee go back to Houston, which is where Charles and JJ were. The whole family's back together, but plans were afoot. Yeah. Melanie was like, why are you going back to Charles? I thought you guys were getting divorced. You know why? Because the Lord told Lori to get Charles's finances in charge. In, in order. In order before he died. Wow. She, and again, Melanie, Mel G, you didn't do anything. You knew something bad was going to happen to Charles. So Don't she's in on you it. No.
1: So she's in on it. She thinks that she's going to be given riches and powers beyond her wildest dreams on the celestial plane. Right. Or That's you know what's what? Happening.
0: She's just to look the other way. But you know what I have to say? As as I say now on a daily basis, your silence is violence. Mel G. So step it up.
1: Listen up, girl.
0: So there was a million dollar life insurance policy on Charles. And Lori was scared that his sister Kay would get the money. And Kay was a zombie. Oh, Duh.
1: And Kay plays a huge part in the first part of this series. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, Kay is jj's actual grandma even though she's charles's sister it's a little confusing Mm -hmm. so um but they're good people very good people very good so charles texted a friend and it's really sad
1: it's so sad it's so
0: sad he's so happy he's like we have our laurie back jj is over the moon
1: Uh, it's the saddest i wish i hadn't seen it oh dateline you're killing me
0: don't even know what was about to happen oh god so laurie thinks she's the beneficiary so um, one day she calls Mel and she says, Did you watch the news? Melanie says, No. And Lori says, Charles was shot. The thing about that that bothers me so much is that she said, Did you see the news? Like, was I on TV? Did you see that I'm famous? How did my hair look? Oh,
1: you think she meant it like that?
0: Uh huh. I do.
1: Like, as a girlfriend would call, like, a girlfriend no, and be like, Hey, no, did you see like, me on look TV? Look how
0: famous, look how big this story is. I'm the widow now. My husband was shot. Did you see it? It's all over the news.
1: So creepy. It's all I,
0: anyone can talk about.
1: I didn't see it like that, but now that you say it, oh, brother. Okay. So.
0: The shooter is Alex, Lori's brother. He says it was self-defense. This is when Lori makes that joke with about the new neighbors and making a bad impression. We've seen this. It's still it gets worse and worse each time you see it. It really
1: does. Like this time, I was shouting at her because she's like, "I know we just moved in." I was like, "Hi, neighbors!" (laughs) Such a normal thing to say.
0: And she's joking. She's laughing to the cop.
1: He literally just died.
0: She's still wearing her sunglasses. So the shooting to this day is still under investigation. Hopefully something new will come out of it, but we'll get to maybe why it's probably dead in the water.
1: Justice for Charles. Yeah. So Melanie
0: is shocked, but not that shocked.
1: Not shocked enough.
0: Lori had told her that there was a prophecy that Charles would die, but she had thought it would be more peaceful-like. Like his spirit would just, like, leave his body and not, like, you know he was shot
1: which is also so weird because if you're thinking that he's just going to die in his sleep i bet part of her is thinking that lori is going to kill him but she's just going to kill him in a nicer way not so murdery what was she or thinking or she
0: on it or is she still at this point thinking it will be hit the zombie will leave him or is she thinking that lori says says he's a zombie and lori has to take care of all these zombies cuz she's buffy the zombie hunter
1: because she's been ordained by God right to seek out the zombies is that it's, true
0: you're not Sarah Michelle Geller, honey no you're not I was and I know Sarah Michelle Geller.
1: I mean, personally I no folks. I just
0: like I know her she's awesome I don't know her wish I did you know Buffy call me, call me. I know Buffy very well again not personally she's not real <laughs> so Melanie thought that their love was spiritual but she realizes she's a realist. She knows that to make all these dreams come true in the prepping for the afterlife or whatever, they're going to need a lot of money for that. So she does think that a, she did have to at this point know that Charles was going was murder for the life insurance policy. She's really dancing around the issue with Keith. But she she knew. So
1: yeah, and the, said nothing.
0: Yeah. So Lori discovers Big Hitch in her giddy up. Is that the money did not go to her. It went to Kay after all. And Kay is a zombie. And zombies have no use of, for currency. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like ears and stuff. <laughs> like a necklace of ears. Because that's on The Walking Dead. Um, So they need brains. Brains are their currency. Yes, so, there we go. Um, Charles died. Tammy is married to Chad. Yes. Chad always calls her the love of his life. Right. But... Here's a big bummer. She's prophesized to die too.
1: Is she a zombie? They
0: tell Melanie this.
1: Uh huh.
0: Melanie, who has just seen what happened to Charles, doesn't tell Tammy, "Hey, you're prophesized to die."
1: But she doesn't know Tammy. She, she doesn't knows live Chad. there. Yeah. She
0: could call her up.
1: Yeah, she could call her up. That's true.
0: A, what Melanie's starting to realize, Melanie's a little slow on the pickup.
1: You don't see what you don't want to see.
0: That's 100% true. Yeah. People are always dark and zombies, especially anyone that you don't like or anyone that's standing in the way of Lori and Chad being together. She's Correct. like finally starting to see that. Right. Um, at this point, I noticed that Keith has a large scratch on his arm. We'll get to that. Yeah, huh. it's distracting. I was concerned about him because that kind of scratch can turn you into a zombie. Oh. Anyways.
1: Did Mel scratch him?
0: That's my question.
1: Okay, so right.
0: Chad said, Tammy's going to die. My wife, Tammy's going to die. But you know what? She won't mind dying. She'll understand.
1: What? Who said? She's such an understanding wife. Like, did she? Okay.
0: He said, and Dateline uh, producer said that he specifically said she wouldn't mind dying because she knew that her job would continue on after, like in the afterlife.
1: What's her job?
0: I don't know. Her, her. Like
1: she's a music teacher. What? Her okay. purpose.
0: I mean like not her vocation. Like her, her just uh, reason. Her special for being. purpose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Sure. So
0: Lori moved to Rexburg supposedly to have a job, not to bone Chad, even though it was totally to bone Chad. Yeah. Alex moves nearby her brother. And so does her niece, Melanie, the one from last time. Mm. But there are two more zombies in the way. Mm-hmm. But not for long, Keith says. Ooh. Not not for long. I love when he repeats himself.
1: Yeah, it's real good. So
0: the family goes to Yellowstone Park days before Tylee's 17th birthday. These are the last known pictures of them together as a family.
1: And the family now, sorry, is Chad, Chad. Lori, Lori, Tylee, and JJ.
0: <laughs> right. Lori's oldest gone. All of Chad's five Kids not there
1: because he moves in with Lori, moves in like the minute she dies, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So,
0: um, no, she would, she got a job, Katie,
1: in heaven, a celestial occupation.
0: No, she said she moved there to get a job, like she got a to typing job or
1: something. Um, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so, Melanie is like, What's up with Tylee after this? When she hasn't seen Tylee for a while, and Lori says, Um, well, she's at BYU, BYU, Idaho. And this was odd was Melanie said, I remember thinking I was so surprised that she got Tylee into BYU.
1: How do you get someone? OK, is this like a what's her name situation? Is oh. this a
0: Lori Laughlin? Yeah. Thing? Did she pull some strings? Were Tylee's grades not very good?
1: I'm guessing no.
0: What is the situation here that she's kind of, again, dancing around the issue of? Hmm. So. Chad had told Lori that Tylee became a zombie when she was a difficult teenager. Mm-hmm. Th- then I was the queen zombie. Yes. I was like the Dracula of zombies. Yeah. Whatever that dra- that is for zombies.
1: It's <laughs> the Dracula. Like zombie.
0: Dracula for vampires. I was that for zombies. Got it. So Melanie arrives in town and she sees JJ. JJ's there and. Lori said, JJ just became a zombie the day before, like yesterday. Like, he just became a zombie. Uh, You just missed him. He just became a zombie. And Melanie says, and zombies, she knows what zombie means. Zombie means you're going to die. You need to die. You have to die. She knows this happens. And JJ's like, again, she's not doing anything to stop any of this.
1: When was she told that Tylee was a zombie?
0: Well, Tylee had already been a zombie, but since she was a teenager, but I think she was just told around this time.
1: But they let her go to BYU anyways.
0: <laughs> right, great point.
1: Knowing she was a zombie, they decided to pay that kind of tuition.
0: Infect all of the freshman student body.
1: Got it. That goes okay. around
0: like mono zombieism. That goes faster than spinal meningitis on a college campus. Wow. So Charles was a zombie and died, and again she did nothing. Tammy was prophesied to die, and she died. I think I skipped over. Tammy died peacefully in her sleep 10 days after being shot at. Right. By by Alex, we think.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Alex also shot at Melanie, the niece's husband. Right. Alex also confessed to killing Lori's third husband, the one before Chad. Charles, right. Charles is the fourth husband. Chad is the fifth husband. Her third husband, Alex, confessed to killing. He told hot mom April that. So right. all these people dying. OK, so now Lori on this weekend trip keeps t- making excuses why JJ is so out of control. Like, look at how he's behaving. Look at how out of control um, Mel and how zombie ish she's being. He just spilled his Lego set. That's classic zombie behavior.
1: And he's just doing kids. Do you see what I'm
0: dealing with? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so zombie of him. Do you see what's happening? Yeah. No, he's just being a kid, especially an autistic kid. Like
1: he's right.
0: I'm sure a handful. Right. That's she's going, look at what he just did. That was that's textbook zombie. That's the zombie in him. Then there's this other guy, David, Dave, Who's friends with Chad, I believe, or friends with the couple. And he, Lori told him that JJ pushed a photo of Jesus down and climbed on top of the refrigerator or something and was flailing around like above the cabinets or something insane like that. And this guy, David, is like looks and there's no evidence of anything being broken or nothing. And he's like, um, okay, Lori uh can i see jj because he does not buy that he was acting like this at all and Lori said oh well i i had alex take him because he was so out of control that might be the truest thing she's actually ever said
1: so why is she even bringing it up to the friend like why does she she's just trying to like make weird excuses
0: because when they find out what happened it'll be like well she had to do it he was possessed
1: because that makes him sound like Linda Blair. Like, that makes him sound like he is actually possessed. Okay, got it. Yeah.
0: And then she's just the heroic mom who had to deal with a possessed child.
1: And had to do the hard thing, right? She's uh-huh. the hero. Make
0: the ultimate sacrifice. Uh-huh. Sure.
1: Right. Um.
0: So, or not the ultimate sacrifice. It's more like old yeller. Like, having to... Put your dog down, but your child. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not making the sacrifice. She's she's ha- taking out the child. But
1: she's pretending that she is. She's pretending that she's doing this noble thing. Yeah. Oh man, it's really so. You, something bad's gonna happen to her. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, she's go she's going to the triple double dog down terrestrial
1: double dog celestial. Yeah,
0: celestial levels. Correct. So, bowser's castle castle times like if that like the one at the very end of the game that's where she's in the
1: dungeon yeah yeah
0: so tiley has now been missing for a few months now jj's missing the police finally come to check on jj because these grandparents Kay, the sister they called and were looking for him right then keith says that Melanie's dreams of imminent celestial that he says celestial glory vanished this is where it all... So it was like the Oprah moment was like a crack in it for her. Like it chipped away a tiny bit. But this was the moment that really got her. Chad calls and says, the police are going to call you. Don't pick up the phone. And he sounds nervous. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Lori's going to tell the police that you have JJ. Okay? So then Lori calls her and says... The police are going to call you, say that everything's fine. You took JJ to see Frozen. Go and take a picture of a bunch of kids that are like happy. It'll be fine.
1: And. And sounds totally normal when she's saying it. Just like everything's fine. Just can you go do this real quick? Thanks. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. See yeah. you on Saturday. Mel- Melanie is uncomfortable
0: for the first time ever. Wow. Because she's like, knowing that people are going to die and then they die is fine but lying to the police is not fine because i have my standards
1: girl melanie is about to get some serious online hate melanie
0: already... you need to
1: you need to leave social media
0: yeah i hope i don't hope she's not on it i don't you need
1: to does. leave because this was a miss i'm proud of you for doing the right <laughs> thing but you you waited way late on really? This. Yeah.
0: So um for her, everything has changed. And at this point I screamed at my TV, why now?
1: Yeah. That's what every single person screams. It's like, really?
0: Then it gets worse because she says to Keith, I can't tell you how horrible that moment was for me.
1: For you? Like,
0: for you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for you, Melanie, that the people that you believed in were going to grant you things in the afterlife because you were getting something out of it and that's why you were into it are no longer the heroes that you thought they were. And they've actually been killing people and you've been complicit in the whole thing. I'm so sorry. That really must sting your ego. So she feels really dumb. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, Out loud. That's a good instinct. Go with that. (laughs) Chad and Lori at this point skip town. The police come to the house. They're looking for JJ. They're going to come back the next day for a search warrant. They skip town and they go to Hawaii. And Chad's friend, Dave, asks, where are the kids? Calls him. And Chad says, for your safety, I can't tell you. Oh, God. Okay. I don't even know what to say to that. So Melanie says to Alex, Lori's brother. Do I want to know what happened to JJ? And he said, no, you don't want to know. And Melanie said, well, I've had my head in the sand this entire time. So I'm going to keep going with that instinct. Um,
1: she says that to, she said that to out Al- with Alex. No, I just said, that. oh, no, no, no. But she she asked him. Yes. Do I, I that? Know? By the, my thing skipped at that point.
0: Yes. She said to Alex, do I want to know what happened to JJ? And he said no.
1: And at this point, she goes to the police, right?
0: Yes. At this point, her and Dave, the other friend, go to the police and tell them everything they know. Too late! Thank,
1: but thank God. But yeah, but way too late. Um, quick question. Do they have any followers still? They, I'm
0: sure they do. Like, If the TV show, The Following, has taught me anything which it has taught me that Kevin Bacon is outstanding in every performance he gives, <laughs> there will still be followers. Yes. Can you reach out to us? We want to talk to you. Do we? Maybe we don't. I'm a little scared.
1: We don't want to talk to actual followers. We'd like to talk to ex-followers like the ones that we've met yeah. here. Yes. But um, yeah, no, I don't want to talk to a, a one that's now because then we're going to get caught up in the telestial fire.
0: I might fall for it. I really might. You're not gonna fall for
1: it. You might. Okay, press on. So,
0: um, so they go to the police. Um, she calls. Mel G calls Lori and Chad in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So sorry to bother you guys on your whatever honeymoon trip, but you guys are killers. Is that what's happening? I believed in you, and you've killed people. How dare um, you? Wait, how dare you do this to me? Do you know how hard this is for me? Also, I'm where are the kids? I suddenly care now, even though I didn't care about their safety before, they won't tell her where the kids are. And then Melanie tells Keith that there's a guy in their religion called Korhor, the that's, Antichrist.
1: That's a medication. <laughs> and Side it's effects
0: for... include going to the celestial uh, yeah. level.
1: It's for planter's warts. So, you get a planner's wart on your foot and you say, You get a thing for Korhor. You rub it on at night. And then after a week, the planner's wart disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she
0: says, I called them both Korhor.
1: Did she say Korhor? <laughs>
2: no sounds yeah. like
1: an evil beast. It's a beast of your, It's Korhor come down from the mountain. <laughs> he smite us all. Sorry. <laughs> it sounds like that, right? Like he's got horns.
0: I, I, without disparaging religions too much, because like we're both have religions that we come from. And like, I, I do like religion sometimes, but um, God, it's God. funny that you're disparaging certain things that you used to believe in your religion. while at the same time, now invoking the name of Koror, the Antichrist. And Katie's Googling him now. I don't know how you spell it. I wrote K-O-R-H-O-R. I'm sure that's not right.
1: I did not use a K.
0: Oh, they have it spelled K-O-R-I-H-O-R. Is it Coryhor? No, I would have written that down if she had said it like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Korihor.
0: Korihor. Maybe I said it wrong. Maybe that's why I thought it sounded
1: silly. He, he is the Antichrist.
0: Which is funny because Lori had said if Chad's the Satan, he's a really good one. So
1: Corihor is directly referred to in the Book of Mormon as an antichrist because he claimed there will be no Christ. Corihor was able to preach his views to the people because of the land's freedom of religion. Okay. This sounds overtly political, but that's fine. (laughs) Press on.
0: So um, she said Melanie tells Keith that it was a very unpleasant conversation that she Mm -hmm. had. What Mm -hmm. with the Corihor flying around? So Melanie goes into hiding and this is the first time she's speaking to people. Although I think she's done a couple interviews for articles. Um, I think she said like, she doesn't want people judging her. She didn't want to be involved. She didn't want to be hounded by people. You should have stayed underground girl.
1: No, this was a mistake. Uh-uh. So
0: meanwhile, the grandparents, Kay and her husband, yeah. they go all over the news trying to find answers about the grandkids. Because they actually care. Yeah. About people besides themselves. Right. Mel G, I'm talking to you.
1: Mel G, you might be able to actually get some more information about this. And instead, you're going into hiding to protect yourself and your foolish pride. Mm-hmm. So how about you realize you made a mistake and then you try to fix it? Because yep. that would make you look great.
0: Be best, Mel G.
1: Because seriously, Cora Horde is nothing compared to the internet like nothing go on reddit girl
0: so um police are exhuming the body of tammy at this point she had been embalmed so they're having to do like very detailed toxicology reports which are still not out yet i would have thought they would be out by now can't they do like a rush job when the public
1: really cares about something i guarantee you they're out and they're not saying i guarantee you they're out
0: dateline says they'll tell us when they know yeah, and they, that means we'll get another update episode. Maybe. The
1: cops definitely know, like the detectives know, but we won't know for a minute. Yeah.
0: So Melanie believes that Tammy was murdered. She now believes that.
1: Okay. Well, that good does... girl.
0: Hindsight's twenty twenty. To your armchair quarterbacking, Mel. So the next day after they exhume the body of Tammy, Alex, Lori's brother, he dies. He dies apparently of natural causes, which was what they thought about Tammy. They are really saying it's natural causes, though. He died of blood clots and heart issues. Apparently, his family has a history of heart issues. Dateline seems to imply that they think that is dead. That's not going anywhere.
1: Do you think it's just a freak accident? I don't. It's
0: literally two weeks after he married Zulema, the cuddler. I don't think she's a witch. I think so. I don't. I don't really believe in coincidence. You know that. I think... You believe in witches? More than I do in coincidences. But we don't know. And Dateline also said on Twitter, they don't really know what she would be getting out of it. What we thought before was that Lori and Chad somehow got him killed because he knew about all this stuff that he, cause he had done most of this stuff. He was the muscle for all these killings. Yeah. But Mel thinks that it's guilt that killed him. Oh, I mean, that's no stranger than a zombie killing him. But speaking of guilt, Mel, you feeling any?
1: Yeah. Mel. How you doing? Girl? Is,
0: how do you define guilt? Melanie. So Laurie is arrested with the hottie with the badge around his neck Pulling oh. her off the plane. Remember him from last time? I did. Um, I got excited to see him on the screen again. Then we see her in her orange stripes with her lipstick on. This is stuff that we've seen. It's in her hair. all curly. Yes. Chad, meanwhile, he's out free. He moved back into the house he re- lived in with Tammy. Still the kids are missing. Then, 13 days ago, police are at Chad's house. We get to see Nate, our favorite reporter, and... Uncle of the redheaded reporter but teenager. But no
1: sidekick, which makes me nervous, but also makes me think maybe sidekick went back to college. We don't know. What?
0: Did you miss him?
1: No, I didn't see him. He got a line. What? He got a line, Katie. Excuse me. I am so sorry, Eric. Press on. What does Eric say?
0: Eric with the big lips and the red hair, the ginge. Who
1: I have slated to marry for you
0: love him once he graduates high school i'm there <laughs> so <laughs> they get a tip that something big is happening at chad's property so nate hops in um a helicopter, helicopter. At the
1: airport. okay how excited were they how
0: much stock has his risen how much it since he's been working on this case and is now dateline famous literally everyone like they very small town reporters before this
1: Everyone wants to talk to him at the bar. Every single person. Can I buy you a drink, Nate? Oh, that's so cool.
0: They fly over Chad's property and there's cops and tarps and dogs out in the backyard. Then Eric, the intern, gets to talk and he says, there's a backhoe coming up the street. That was his line? Was my nickname in high school. And
1: they- Oh, my Lord. Kimberly, (laughs) is anyone going to believe that? No, you no, got to make it believable.
0: I know. I really. <laughs> so they dig up the remains. And when they dig up the first set of remains, at this point, Chad drives off the property like he's just going to leave with cops everywhere. I got to Did... run to Walmart real quick. I just forgot. I'm just I'm um, just my mail. I just um, <laughs> got to check. something. my neighbor needs sugar. I'm just yep, going to It's a whole thing. I'll be right back, guys. Right back.
1: I'll be right back. Right back.
0: They follow him and they yeah. arrest him, of course. So he's charged right now with like concealment of evidence, but there's going to be more. They're all, he's also under suspicion for murder and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and it's confirmed that the remains are JJ entirely. and Tylee. And he says there have been so many theories. And like it, the one that was the most hopeful was that they were in a bunker somewhere with the rest of these followers and they're all safe. But Obviously, that's not the case. Now, Keith asked Melanie, how do you feel hearing about these kids? Melanie? She says it became more real when she heard it was always real.
1: What is she talking about?
0: And you believed it. And you knew this was going to happen. Then she says, "Um, heart-wrenching, disturbing. She's saying this as I'm saying this. Do you hear that I'm not crying?
1: Yeah, I do. Do you
0: hear the no emotion? She knew these children. I know. She spent time with them.
1: She could have saved these children. She
0: could have saved these children. People in America are way more upset about these children dying than this woman is. Yeah. Who knew them and could have done something. I don't know if maybe she's in so much denial because she feels guilt or if she just feels nothing. Because she thinks everything is going to be okay in the hereafter, or if she's still brainwashed, or if she is a zombie.
1: It's hard. You have to forgive yourself, right? If something like this happened and you let yourself sort of be flummoxed by a couple of people who are...
0: Sure, and this just happened. It's not like she's had a lot of time to digest and
1: self-reflect. But... you need to know that you don't get very much time to do that. You get a little tiny window where you get to like have that kind of, I didn't know. And then you immediately need to, people want to see you grovel a little bit, is what they want to see. Like you feel awful and you don't yeah. act like you're feeling awful. And that's no, like, she
0: never says, that. I felt, she doesn't imply that she feels the slightest bit
1: responsible or could have done something bad
0: anything and the words she's using don't match her i know that happens sometimes on dateline that's just because of how people talk and sometimes i'm like oh they don't seem emotional at all she this just happened she um, two weeks ago these these children were found dead yeah
1: you uh she shouldn't have come on this was a huge (laughs) mistake there's no way this is gonna come out okay for her at all i'm sorry you don't look good. I'm really happy to have the information that you're giving us, but that does not outweigh the fact that you made so many mistakes here.
0: Even if she was just like a member of the church, had had no friendship with Lori or Chad, mm-hmm. knew about any of this, even if that was the case, but I still was the one who set up Lori and Chad, like introduced them to come together, I'd feel bad even though I did nothing wrong. I would still feel bad because of how much chaos and death and destruction that had wreaked.
1: Because you had set it in motion. I had
0: set it in motion. I would still feel badly.
1: You're 100%. You're 100% right. And we get someone like that. We get one woman in the last interview who's on briefly who used to kind of believe in this stuff. She's just a believer. Nothing else. The student. She's fine. No one's mad at her. We want the information that she has. But this woman is literally seems like she was Lori's best friend. Mm -hmm. without so much saying it, but kind of sounds like you were like the best friend. She's
0: the one who Lori called and said, I'm telling the police that I left my son in your care.
1: So you were trusted enough for that, which means you're it's it's really bad.
0: You had so many warnings that bad things were going to happen.
1: How mean were people on Twitter?
0: Really mean. Yeah. Yeah. Really mean. But so here's what they think happened. I think we think Alex did it because on September 9th, Alex's phone pinged in Lori's house in -hmm. the middle of the night, like 2 a.m. to 3 Mm a.m. And then later on in that morning, his phone pinged at Chad's house, like for a couple hours. Right. So they think that's when he took um, Tylee Tylee and then buried her. And later on, his phone pings does the same kind of pinging thing. And they think that's when JJ.
1: That's the day after the last time JJ was seen. JJ is seen on the neighbor's doorbell cam. And then the next day is when these pings happen. Okay. But that also could be anything, right? That's a really far reach. He could have gone over because there was some other emergency, but. At three in the morning. This is going to be hard to prove without Alex actually being here is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's right.
0: totally hard to prove. But at this point, point there are like what i don't remember how they came about this but chad told tammy that he shot because tammy's still alive at this point Mm -hmm. that he shot a raccoon and buried him in their pet cemetery
1: there is a text it's a text that's why we have that so
0: um is there really a pet cemetery they buried the kids near where the pet cemetery is
1: yeah. Or in the, so pet the cemetery? Yes, that was. Look, at, they're not very good at this, but the, they just honestly thought that they could get away with all of it with very little hubbub. But how is God telling them this specific stuff? That's what I don't understand. They're doing this all under the guise of God told me this. God told you to make up a lie about a raccoon and text it to your wife. And d- God told you that? God didn't tell you that.
0: No, you, you came up with these evil ideas and then you blame them on God. That's what happened. You trick yourself.
1: And that's real bad. Um, you're so you're in big trouble.
0: Yeah, you are with God, especially like
1: with God. You're in trouble. Like, forget the courts. Yeah. You're in trouble there, too. <laughs> yeah. You you know, when they talk about souls being damned, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. You are you're yeah. a damned soul. Yeah. Like
0: and then on the same lines of what I was saying is Nate, the reporter points out that he buried them in their own in his own backyard, where he has to look every day, absolutely, knowing that there are children underneath the soil.
1: But that just must be how deluded he is—that he thinks that like this was such a noble act. This is like Abraham. Do you know what I'm saying? Abraham with his son on the slab, going to kill him as a sacrifice because God wanted him to. But then God stops him.
0: We are then, but we're talking under the assumption that Chad actually believes this. Yes,
1: we are. We are talking under the assumption that Chad is super delusional and has convinced himself after that thing that happened in the ocean where God spoke to him through a blow dryer or through a wave, excuse me, (laughs) that like he, sorry, what's that from? That's King of the Hill. Yes, Peggy. Um, To God's sake, Jesus is love through a blow dryer. (laughs)
0: And then next, if Kang sees her blow drying her hair and he's like, you're not hearing Jesus love. What well right, was Kang.
1: that? Jesus is love. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. Um, but I think that he has deluded himself. I think that they will. Unfortunately, there's going to be a problem when both of them are found mentally incompetent.
0: Mm. I don't know. I don't know if they will be. I think- Oh, so that's what. Um. There's no insanity plea defense in Idaho, Thank God. I learned tonight on Twitter.
1: That's good. Thank times. you,
0: Dateline producer.
1: So so they were one step ahead of us on that. That's good. Yeah, Thank um, you, Dateline producer.
0: Yeah, always. Good. Uh, so, but I don't, I honestly don't know if he believes it or if he was just wanting to profit and be in charge of people like a lot of cult leaders. I don't know if they actually believe what they're selling.
1: Oh, I think it's half and half, but I think a lot of them, like they start, they've started out believing it
0: and mm. then they convince everyone. So they convince themselves too.
1: It becomes my alternate title for this episode. Profit for the profit. Profit for profit.
0: Oh, I get it. Okay. Spelled differently. Spelled I differently. See. I see. They're homonyms. I like it. Um, I
1: rarely do a homonym.
0: I like it a lot. I don't, I'm not sure if that's the right word. I think it is. Um, What we're still not sure is did the actual death, but I think it's
1: who done did the deaths,
0: who done did the deaths. But I think it's Alex. I mean, from the texts for from the pings, I mean, Mm -hmm. and he seemed to be their muscle all along the -hmm. whole time. And a kind of it goes along with a lot of like cult leaders or certain leaders. It's like they have men do their dirty work for them because ultimately they're cowards. They won't even do it themselves. Sounds
1: really familiar to me, but yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) So we see Melanie pensively looking and leaning by a tree.
1: No one cares.
0: (laughs) No one looking not at all regretful. I don't know what I wanted her to do, like cry and say I... I could
1: have saved these children. I no. we wanted rending of garments. We wanted some sort of self penance on national television where you're like, I, it is the biggest mistake of my life and I don't know if I will ever forgive myself. Literally, that's what she needed to say in order to come out of this. OK, she didn't do that or they cut it, but I don't think they would have cut that unless they because, I mean, they know. Dateline knows what's going to happen to her. Oh, yeah. She's they know she's going to get destroyed. online. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, she says to Keith as of which one of Chad and Lori was in charge, she says she sees it like Chad was the hand and Lori was the puppet on the hand. Like one of those creepy puppets that comes alive and kills people in horror movies. Like Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Like a ventriloquist dummy in a creepy guy who has a tell me.
1: I don't like that.
0: I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't know if I believe it either. I don't know if I... I I don't...
1: She, I think it's she, the combo. I think it's when they got together is when literally corda Horde opened the door to the gates of hell. We've seen it before on
0: Datelines. It's... I can't think of which episode, but there's like two people that maybe on their own would not have caused this much chaos or destruction might have gone about their lives like doing mundane things, but when they come together.
1: Attic cheese. We saw it with Attic Cheese. Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie
0: and the overalls guy. Yes.
1: It's they're fine on their own. We've seen it a couple of times, but Marjorie stands out the most. Okay. For sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what um um Secrets in Pleasant Grove and Gypsy. Gypsy Rose Blanchard.
1: Yes, yes. The
0: Doctor, the good doctor uh, who wasn't really a doctor, Martin oh, yeah. McNeil, and like they were two people who were co- like kind of sociopathic on their own, especially him, and especially her. Actually, they both were. But when they came together, it was like yes. And so um, Mel says that they were like gasoline and fire.
1: Absolutely,
0: it was just like boom, explosion. Absolutely, and then the whole family and the whole community does a candlelight vigil with flowers and toys and signs for JJ. And I got a little teary. It was really sad.
1: That is really sad.
0: And so I think we're going to get more info eventually. I hope there's even more. We still need answers, kind of. But I don't know what they're going to get now that Alex is gone.
1: Can we talk about our very special email? Or not oh, really. sure. Well, don't get excited, but we got, not you, other people, people listening. But we did get an email from a member of the Vallow family mm-hmm. who was not yelling at us. So no, it's good. I appreciate that. The non yelling. Very nice. Are we going to try to ask her a question?
0: I emailed her. I haven't heard back yet. So maybe that'll be in a future episode. So we'll see. And if she wants to write back to us by but some she magi- reached out to us out of nowhere.
1: And if by some magical reason she writes back before this goes live, we'll try to put it in. But we're not going to do our extras for this episode, guys, because we have covered the extras on this episode multiple times now.
0: I do have Twitter if you want me to do it.
1: By extras, I mean our silly little extra things. I Twitter is important. <laughs> <laughs> me coming up with a clever title is not. Before we go to Twitter, do we have a promo? Uh,
0: yes, we do. Our friends from Killer Queens are back with a new show Ooh. called Oh Snap.
1: Oh, they're doing Snapped?
0: They're doing Oxygen's Snap.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Tori and Tyrella, they're so sweet. We love them. Um, and you've probably heard their promos on our show before. you probably listened to them already. So make sure you check out their new show. Also, their show is going to be expletive-free, much like ours. So if that's something that you enjoy, then that will be something. If you want to listen to stories about Snapped and Dateline in front of your children which
2: some of you seem to like to do, then this is a good one. Yes. Lies, deceit, greed, murder. What do these words make you think of? If you said snapped, first of all, you're right. And second of all, you have just found your newest favorite podcast. You may already know us. I'm Torella. And I'm Tori. We're sisters and the hosts of the true crime podcast, Killer Queens. We are so excited to announce our newest podcast called Oh Snapped, where we recap episodes of the Oxygen series, Snapped. Snapped is one of the first shows that ignited our passion for true crime. Together, we'll go back in time and relive the series from the beginning. Sassy narrators, terrible reenactments, and bask in the glory of the one murder show that no other can live up to. Oh Snapped is a safe place without judgment to talk about your favorite Snapped episodes with us, people who totally get your love for murdery stuff. Join us every Monday for an expletive-free recap of the gift that keeps on giving, Snapped. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure that you get the first episode right away. And be sure to follow us on Instagram to join the O oh Snapped conversation.
1: Sounds good. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you, ladies. Okay.
1: Okay. What is the Twitter? What did the Twitter sphere have to say? Can you keep it clean? How rude were people? Speaking of expletives.
0: Well, no, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it.
1: <laughs> Can you keep it PG?
0: Yeah. I've gotten all the 90-day gays washed out of me. I'm going to be real mature about this. Um, <laughs> Brad, I can't read that one.
1: i barely not going to Number game. one. Number one. Struggle with number one. That's bad.
0: Sally B said, oh, please, who hasn't had multiple lives? We don't go out and kill people. <laughs> uh, Hollerback Gatcha Nine says, wonder if they were murderers in their other lives. Yeah. Uh, Duckin and Dodgin says we're not allowed to get divorced, said the adulterer and murderer. Haley Deanna said Chad looks like a toe.
1: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't mind that.
0: Um, Line producer said police found as many as 60 untraceable phones. And the group also used approximately 30 email addresses.
1: Okay, I need numbers on the group. How big is the group? Is it 30 people or is it 300 people? How many people? Why does
0: a religious group need untraceable phones? 60 of them.
1: How many did Lori? Lori and Chad had 60.
0: Uh, no, uh, they found them. I think when they searched the property. Guys. And 30 email addresses. Okay. Sally B has a picture of Oprah and says, And you don't get an afterlife. And you don't get an afterlife. That's Life says, Chad's a real prize. A messiah complex and a buzz cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ergo said, I just keep having the Cranberry song stuck in my head. Zombie. 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 Um, Pretty Plus More said, you say zombie around me even once. And I am calling child protection on your A.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. About Melanie, Bethany Pace said she's not a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. New Orleans native said that cop leading Lori off the plane, though. Yeah, we know. I saw him.
1: Kimberly knows. I don't know. I have no idea who you guys are We all saw him
0: last time, but this person, um, Emmanuel Tyrell and I are the same. We We saw him this time. We're the only ones who saw him this time. But
1: more because you were looking for him
0: no i see him and then i'm reminded of him every time
1: oh and sometimes so when i sweet. close my eyes is he the one
0: he might be the one okay, i really there like we go. that badge as a necklace um so d evan said i dislike all the people they have interviewed who were close to the family all of them they all suck bananas yeah <laughs> it's a common expression
1: no, but it's pretty good. What happened to the lady from last time? The cousin who still believes. Where's she now?
0: Yeah, I want What's to she, talk to where's Melanie? Where's she at? She knew something bad happened, though. She knew. Melanie. Told A? Melanie. <laughs> you sure. Yeah. Keith said Keith Morrison. I almost read his name like I was like just reading someone's Twitter handle. Keith
1: Morrison said.
0: Dateline underscore Keith says. Um, someone asked him about his arm. Paris Entertain asked him about his arm, and he said an enraged rose bush.
1: God bless him. He's such a poet. How cute is that? I know. An enraged rosebush.
0: I know. Lisa Wardell said, also still think it's weird. How did Lori get her brother to kill all those people, especially his own niece and nephew? Like, who could do that? Was he in love with her? Thank you, Lisa. I always go for the incest card. And
1: this time you might be right.
0: I wish we had gotten some interviews with him before he died.
1: Where is the witch? Oh well, we
0: did. We get to see him um, on the curb after he kills Charles. But where's Zulema? And he got his head hit.
1: Has anyone? Does anyone have eyes on Zulema? Because I'm worried eyes on Z. I'm worried about her being out in the world and controlling the elements and sonic booms happening down the street from my house.
0: Does Zulema have a headquarters in your city?
1: Yeah. Is she? Is she Korhor's underling?
0: Last one. Dateline producer said, we heard at Tammy's funeral, Charles was pointing to attendees and pronouncing their spirits as light or
1: dark. Shut the front door. No, he wasn't.
0: And Ergo said, if he does that in prison, he'll be popular.
1: Oh, let's please do that in prison. (laughs)
0: I want him to go up to an inmate and say, you have a dark spirit and see how far his A gets kicked across the commissary.
1: It's about to get real dark for you, buddy.
0: He's probably not allowed around people. Do you think he's in solitary?
1: I'm worried for the guard near his cell that he's going to do some weird talky talk.
0: That's what happens on the following. I'm worried
1: about it. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's also be very clear before we end this episode. You've said it multiple times, but for the last time, no, probably we'll say it again another time when we cover this again. We don't think that all Mormons are like this. I have a lot of friends that are Mormon. The Mormon religion is not on trial, and people should not take what is happening here as a slight on the Mor- This is a branch of- They've branched off. They're not Mormons anymore. They're not part of the Latter-day Saints.
0: they are if we may say extremists
1: yes they are and so we can talk about this in jokey terms about that we're not joking about the latter-day saints we are
0: we joked a little about quarry whore
1: is that part is that like a actual part of the latter-day saints
0: yeah. But you know what? It's just a funny word. And the Antichrist appears in a lot of religions. So we're not really making fun of the concept. We're just kind of making fun of the um, the the phrasing.
1: Also, as far as I this can is a tell, funny
0: sound, it's a sound issue that's funny.
1: And I could also definitely make fun of some names in the Bible. So and as far as I can tell, he is only in the Book of Mormon. So apologies. We don't know him. Never met him. Never met the man. I don't know her. I don't know her. That's my purse. No, (laughs) I know, just kidding. (laughs) I know you were. (laughs) Anyways, that's it. That's all we got. We did it.
0: Yay, I'm so glad you got, I mean, I'm not glad, but I'm glad we know something. You guys, this is like one of those things where if you don't find out, like you read these mysteries that you just will never know the answers to and they drive you crazy.
1: And we need justice for these kids. These two need to just be it go through a trial that is, I don't even, I don't even know. Most I'm,
0: of the tweets were like people on Twitter envisioning how they would execute them. No joke.
1: Do they execute people in Idaho? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, they may be on the block.
0: They usually they're on the block for a long time. Is that what it's called? On the yes.
1: block? No, that's just what I'm calling it. I'm because I don't know why I'm thinking they're going to get the guillotine. They're not. Um, that's <laughs> stupid. We, but.
0: People might bring back the guillotine for Lori and Chad.
1: Yeah, they might. Except
0: it might be too painless. But I think people want more pain. For the
1: that. problem is, keep in mind, don't give them what they want. They want to be a martyr for the cause. Don't do that. That's the hard thing is there's no win here. There's no win because the children have, are dead. So it's awful. These people are monsters and have taken a whole religion and just twisted it to what they want.
0: They're literally serial killers. Like, what's the definition of Serial killers. But like, they oh, are, yeah, right? that's
1: true. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know if they're getting pleasure from it. I think most serial killers, it's supposed to be like there's an undercurrent that you are deriving pleasure from killing people. I don't know if that's happening.
0: No, serial killer just means how many you've killed. Right. I don't think you have to get pleasure. Of, but I'm sure. They oh, so maybe most not do. Yeah, but maybe I'm, you're right. I'm sure they most do.
1: But they might. Why be. else would
0: they
2: do it?
1: That's what I would think. But they are getting pleasure from the deaths afterwards because it makes their life more pleasurable. They're more open to get to go to Hawaii. What are they doing? Just wandering the beach and talking about what it's going to be like when July comes. What do they do? What do they talk about?
0: They remember them holding hands like going on the beach.
1: What do they talk about? And how a serial killer
0: is someone who murders three or more people. Well, they go. Check. check 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 check, but you know what they would have gotten there before the kids because they had tammy they had first husband they had charles there are others too there's like Lori had somebody else that died i can't remember who that was mysterious i could be thinking of a different case
1: you might be wrong but i I feel like you're not oh it's gonna bug me
0: i think i'm i'm thinking of something else but maybe i'm
1: Mm. i don't know it doesn't matter okay
0: they're bad people it doesn't matter
1: stay tuned coming up for our patreon episode this month which is a special patreon episode if you're not a part of our patreon um there's a it's a fun one this month
0: yeah it's a fun one i think i'm switching the one i told you we were doing though
1: never mind it's a question mark it's still this a month. fun
0: one though oh it's a fun it's a fun one it's a good story it's, okay it's a good yeah it's a good is one. it a heist no i'm sorry If you can think of any Dateline heist ones that we haven't done, let us know. Katie would love a good heist.
1: I always like the heist. That's okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. say follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Date Dateline. And check out 90 Day Gaze and check out Oh Snapped. And please watch last Friday's episode, The Long Road Home.
0: So important. It's so important. So um, it's an unbelievable story. Thanks, everybody. Bye. With Calvin, m- my new boyfriend. With Calvin. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. I don't leave this apartment because of things like that. <laughs> Reporting to you live, Rexburg, <laughs> Idaho. So Charles... Well, oh, I don't want to from- miss it. What if they're right? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So you're like, just
0: in case you're like, what else am I doing?
1: Just in cases, my mom and I just kind of headed down there just to I check might it out. As well,
0: go. I'll have internet access, so I can still do the podcast. It's fine. We should go. We should go. We should go. I'm and actually see starting what happens. to think, like, what should we do on the 22nd? We should definitely do a, like a, a YouTube live for our Patreons or something.
1: Yeah, but can we somehow be in? No, because I feel like we're gonna get killed. I feel like it's a little dangerous.
0: what if we do it at like midnight i just at 1201
1: oh okay that's fine
0: then it might be okay
1: but i feel like if we went there i feel like what would happen is they would like because maybe if it didn't happen it's like well the backup plan is the cleanse and then it's like they just like do something horrible (gasps) to like four towns of people or something who knows Could you imagine? I don't know. I don't trust these people. It's wackadoo.
0: They're brewing up massive amounts of Kool-Aid right now.
1: Yeah, something's wrong. So,
0: ugh.